Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Steve Bailey here, and tonight I'm doing a very special video slash uh, podcast, uh, doing an interview with a really good friend of mine, Dr. Raymond Jewell. Uh, you're probably seeing him uh, on your screen right now. If I've done this right, if not, this is going to be a big fail for me. Um, but Dr. Ray has written a new book. Actually, he's in the process of finishing the writing it, and he gave me the privilege of looking at an advanced copy uh, of it. And I just thought it was fantastic stuff. I thought it was, it was revolutionary thinking in terms of wealth. You know, one of the things we focus on on this podcast is wealth generation and success in business. And Ray's got an interesting take on wealth creation and wealth generation. Uh, Ray's been a, uh, he's, he's owned businesses, sold businesses for millions of dollars. He's lost more money than I have probably ever earned in my entire life. Uh, I mentored up with him about 12 years ago. Uh, he started teaching me a little bit about economics and about how to be better with my money. Um, and our friendship has just grown ever since. And he's just an incredible asset. I'm truly honored to call him a friend. Um, and I just wanted to take a chance to give him a give him an opportunity to talk a little bit about this book and, and kind of get you guys excited for where it's going and some of the information he's going. So Ray, thank you for coming on tonight. Um, why don't you take a couple of minutes and just tell us about the history of this book and, and why you decided to write this book? Well, thanks Steve. And I too am blessed to call you a friend too. So thanks. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, the whole genesis of this happened about 25 years ago. I was, well, let me back up even further. When I was 14 years old, my grandfather had me read a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I reluctantly read that book. Why he was making me do it, I had no idea. At 14. But yeah, but my, uh, my grandfather was born in 1880. So he came up with these uh, wealth barons. Carnegie, Rockefeller, and, you know, all these guys, Vanderbilt. And so he had me read this book, and I read it, um, and then I forgot about it. And it wasn't until we literally had the rug yanked out from underneath us financially back in the, uh, I think it was the mid-'80s, um, and, and I started, I, the reason it happened was I was following information by the financial institutions and I was failing. And all of a sudden when the market went down and I lost everything. And so did my clients because we were following these traditional ways of thinking. So I started reading all these biographies and autobiographies of wealthy people to find out how they got rich and why in good times and bad, they are always doing well. And so I started reading all hundreds of biographies and autobiographies of wealthy people. And I, I found out that there was a common thread among them all. And then I stumbled, then I remembered the book, Think and Grow Rich, that my grandfather had me read. So I went back and I reread that. And I went, holy smokes, this guy's done my research for me. But what he didn't have was a step-by-step -step process to follow. So I started reading more and more and more and found out that it's very simple that the, the difference between the wealthy and people that don't have wealth uh, is one simple thing. 
they understand what wealth looks like. Now, that today to most people means a multitude of things. But the wealthy people have a great understanding of what wealth looks like, and they form images in their mind, and it's kind of like a running movie, and they stay focused on it for life. And that's it's, it's as simple as that. But there's some steps that have to be followed. So I decided to write the book, and uh, a crazy friend of mine came up with the title. Um, that why, the, why the Rich Are Rich and You're Not. And so I'm a bit gun shy about putting that title out there, but I guess it's okay. So far, nobody's complaining. Well, I mean, I really think it speaks to, you know, it, 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 one of the things, you, if you look on any bestseller list, you're going to see titles that are eye-grabbing eye and attention-grabbing. And I think it does, it really drives home a very, you know, people move towards pleasure and people move away from pain. And you really drive home a pain point when you say, hey, the rich are rich and you're not, and there's a reason. And this book contains all the information you need to figure out why you're not getting what you think you should have, right? Right, right. So to, to expand a little further, so what we found out was that uh, the process is as old as time. <clears throat> and all you have to do is image and visualize where you want to go you create in your mind the the place you want to go the dream and you focus on it and you, and you get there the problem is we have had all of this educated out of us remember when you were in school and you daydreamed and yeah. you uh you got in trouble for it because you weren't paying attention well daydreaming is a gift from our creator when we daydream what we're dreaming about is what thing, what we want things to be. And if we continue with that vision, then that happens. But it's been educated out of us. So the wealthy that have practiced this process didn't have it educated out of them. They understood that if they looked at something and if they created an image or a dream, then it would come true if they stay focused on it. Uh, and that's why 10% uh, of people control 90% of the world's wealth. We have to understand the difference between wants and dreams and needs and goals. People focus on needs and goals. When you're focused on needs, needs are bare bones. If I ask you what you need, you tell me, well, I need to eat. I need to have clothes, I need to have a house, I need to have a car. Uh, you're, you're coming up with the basic necessities to survive. So if you're focusing on that, and we all know that you will achieve what you focus on, and the rug gets yanked out from underneath you, you're in deep trouble. But if you focus on your wants, if I ask you what your wants are, you say, well, I want a Ferrari, I want a mansion, I want a house at the lake, your wants are, are, are something that's just extravagant. And as we go on, remind me to tell you about the, uh, the guilt of that. But um, so you create these, these wants. Wants and dreams are something that you can't see a path to get to. 
you can see satisfying needs and goals. If I go to work, I get up every day, I go to work, I drive my car to work, and I work, I'm going to bring home a paycheck. That's going to take care of my needs and goals. But if you want, that's far outside that realm. Right. So a want is something you can't see the path to get to, but it's something that you want in your mind. It's like somebody coming up with a fabulous movie script. It starts with an idea, a dream, and as they work on it, it slowly becomes reality. Sometimes it takes five, ten years for a movie to get to get to the screen. Right. So what I teach my clients is I teach them how to focus on wants and dreams, how to start to make that into a kind of a moving picture in their brain that's constant and and how to create the timeline of what they're going to look for as they get it because we all are faced with immediate gratification we want it to happen right now and it's right. not going to happen that way you never complete what you're doing as you get to one point and you think you're completing it you'll think of something else to add on to that to keep going so you're never finished until they put you away in the box right. Yeah, but but and that's hard to come to grips with. But so you create your wants and you start working toward them. And the process that I teach facil facilitates that. So when you when you work it out in the timeline and you put together the model and the present and future model, then you can lay it all out. Guilt. This is something that everybody's played with. We say we want wealth, but we feel guilty if we do it. We'll, and and we'll, we'll put our own selves in a guilt mode as we're doing it. Another reason people don't achieve is um, coveting. Neighbors do not want you to get ahead of them. You see they that all will, the time. Yeah, exactly. They will covet what you have or you will covet what they have. When you have your own life that you're building, you don't care what anybody else has. If you were to go tell them what you're doing, they will do everything they can to reduce you down to their yeah, level. Exactly. It doesn't fit into their, their framework of life. And they'll say, be realistic. Well, realism is nothing but boundaries that other people place on you because it doesn't fit into their, their, uh, their, their life. Yeah, reality is what you make it. I mean, I, I've said that before time and time again. And, and I, I, there was one part of your book that I really liked, and, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm not going to give anything away, but there was a part where you talked about, you know, I, I, there, there was the idea of Steve Jobs when he created the the first iPhone, he went to his design team and he said, I want a phone with no buttons. He had no idea how to do it. His people had no idea how to do it. He said, I pay you guys a lot of money. Go figure this out. And sure enough, they created the iPhone. If they had focused on what was possible, and, I, and this is one of the things that really crystallized when I was reading this book, is I think one of the reasons people focus on needs and goals is because people tend to focus on things that they, okay, I can see a path to where I need to go, so that's what I'm going to focus on. And I think that when people 
focus on that, they don't give themselves the freedom to come up with out-of-the-box solutions or think in ways that they didn't think possible. Everything that I can think of that is great that's been achieved in this world, you know, from the moon landing, from the iPhone, everything started with someone saying, I have no idea how we're going to do this, but we're going to do it. And that just opens up the universe to bring ideas to you that you just never thought were possible. You could go back through time. Henry Ford told his, his engineers, I want a V8 engine. He had it in his mind that that's what he wanted, but he didn't know what it looked like. Right. And they said it can't be done. And he said, yes, they can, because I'm paying you to do it. You figure it out. That's exactly right. And they put it together. Look at uh, Edison. He said he had 10,000. Uh, it wasn't failures. He tried 10,000 times that didn't work. <laughs> you then, also made a joke in there about Ben Franklin. It was like, you know, electricity existed since the beginning of time. It just took right. someone with the vision to figure out how to, to, you know, harness it. Well, now you're getting into what's in the universe. Right. See, which is a big part of this. It is the law of attraction. And I'm glad you brought that up. The law of attraction is very, very powerful. And if you look at the, the United States after the Civil War, uh, there became a, a, an economic boom in this country because after the Civil War, people started reading uh, metaphysical type writing. They were looking at uh, self-development in the biggest way possible. And they found out that these wealth creation strategies are uh, they go back to uh, the beginning of time. They're in the classics, or, uh, Plato, Socrates. They're all throughout the Bible, imaging and visualization. And uh, uh, it, it, so they started bringing them in to uh, uh, self-development in, in our country. And a lot of people were writing it. You could kind of Google. There was a book by Wallace Waddles called The Science of Getting Rich. There's a whole ton of stuff. Right. And all of it talks about, but it's all written by people that are now dead. And so when you and I were talking earlier today, you said, oh, so you're quoting dead people. <laughs> so, but not many people that are alive are teaching this stuff. Um, and I think that's part of the reason of your book is uh, one of the things you talk about is wealthy people aren't teaching this because this is like a, closely guarded secret that they don't want the entire world to, because if, if, if the, if this information got out and was global and people started implementing this globally, it would really upset the balance of the wealthy and the non-wealthy. Well, and there's all sorts of the master key system is one of them. Um, there was a, a book written God, I can't remember, by Catherine Ponder. Um, uh, anyway, there's, there's tons of them. And, uh, the person that really exposed it is Andrew Carnegie. When he met with Napoleon Hill and Napoleon Hill said, how did you get so rich? And he said, I will tell you. And Napoleon Hill lived with him for, uh, days. And, uh, and he told him how he got wealthy. And he said, you write it down in your book and it can be your science because it's not proprietary. What I'm teaching my clients is not proprietary. I just become a facilitator that helps other people get the process going and stay focused. 
And that's what the book is. The book is just to give people an overview of the, some of the wealth creation strategies. It doesn't even talk about them all. Uh, it, it gives you the wealth creation strategies and then refers you to the workbook that we will have rolling out hopefully a month or two after we get the book. To now market. this, this video is timeless. You can't say that, but yes, the workbook will be coming after the other book. Right. So right now the book, the, the book's not out and we're, we're, we're allowing people if they pre-register to go to what's it? Uh, why the rich are rich.com. Why the rich are rich.com. Did I get that right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you, 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 uh, you can go there and pre-register so that when we finally release it, everybody on that pre-register list will get it for free. I don't know. You know, I'd give everything away for free, but there are certain people who work with me that don't want me to do that. So um, uh, we're going to charge for the book. I don't know how much, but everybody on that list is going to get it for free. I guarantee that. I will fight to make that happen. And, and, and I think the important thing here is to understand that, you know, one of the things I really didn't clarify when, when I was doing your edification at the beginning of this video is you have a master's in, in economics. You've forgotten more about doctorate. economic, do, uh, excuse me, a doctorate. That's right. PhD. Yeah. Pilot high and deep, right? Yeah, right. You got a PhD in economics, right? You've forgotten more about economics and money than most people will ever know. You spent how many years of your life coaching and still do today coaching people on wealth generation and financial no i can't say financial advising you hate that term but the point is economic modeling and economic theory so i mean you really know your stuff and you've got multi six figure clients who come to you for economic advice right 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 but now we're branching out to other people because i want my goal is, you know, 10% of people control 90% of the world's wealth. Right. Uh, that's written in lots of books. The latest guy I read that from was Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, my goal is to make it 20% controlling 80% of the world's wealth. I would love to see that happen. Will it ever happen in my lifetime? Who knows? But uh, by offering this to people... Because this system is not for the wealthy, even though I have very powerful clients. This is for poor people that want to become wealthy. This is designed so that anybody can change their station in life. They don't have to live the life they're living. If they want it to be better, it can be better. It's not hard. It just requires focus and requires going against this immediate gratification urge that we have. And the financial institutions, because this flies in the face of all the financial institutions. For example, uh, my, my favorite is the financial institutions operate under four basic rules. Rule number one, they got to get your money. Rule number two is they got to get your money on a systematic and ongoing basis. Rule number three is they hang on to it for as long as possible. And rule number four is they give it back as little as possible. Right. If they violate those rules, they're out of business. So all their financial planners are out there pushing products. No product in the land is ever going to make you wealthy. You're never going to get a call from the financial institution saying, Steve, we just created $100,000. Your name, what do you want us to do with it? Right. Financial institutions are not wealth creators. They are wealth preservers, and they don't even do that well. 
because when the markets go down and you lose, they go, oh, well, you gave us your money. You allowed us to play with it. Now, they'll create wealth for themselves. Look at this guy that just got nailed for um, uh, arrested in New York for the underage kids. He ran a mutual fund or a, uh, a hedge fund. He took people's money. Now he's a billionaire. And how about the people that gave him the money? I don't know what they are. But so the, the financial institutions, they, when I talk to them about this, they get very defensive and very nervous and they work very hard to put this down because yep. they don't understand it. But poor people, if you go back in history, poor people became wealthy following this process. So it's not just for the wealthy to get wealthier. It's for anybody. It yeah, doesn't which, discriminate. Which is what I love about it. I think it, it really does hit home. And it, it you know, it, 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 there's a lot of, I, I tell my kids when they were growing up, you know, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right both ways. And the same goes with this. If you read this book and you think it's going to work, it's going to work. And if you read this right. book and think it's not going to work, it's not going to work. This book will put will give you exactly what you give it. And that's what I thought was pretty powerful about it. Yeah, what I'm trying to do with the book is give people a taste of some of the things that you do. A lot of it's common sense. And it, it talks we talk about the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between imaginary and real. It thinks everything you think about is real. So whatever you think about. The subconscious mind says, oh, i got to make that happen. So it is so powerful that it goes out to the law of attraction, and the law of attraction creates that. Einstein proved that there's matter in the universe through his formula. And so when, when he proved that, there's substance in the, in, in, in the world, in the, in the ether. It just has to materialize. Everything is pure energy. If I took my hand and slid it under a microscope, it would be energy, high-powered microscope. If I took my table, my desk, and, and put that under the same microscope, same energy, just different form. Theory relativity. So, so, so uh, the universe, there's unlimited wealth in the universe. It's not finite. Money's finite. Money, the, the, the money in circulation is finite, but there's wealth in the universe. Money's not wealth, and wealth is not only money. So Yeah, because you can have wealth in all the different disciplines of your life. You can have spiritual wealth. You can have relationship wealth. You can have financial wealth. You can have wealth. I mean, wealth exactly isn't just money. And the principles here, even though you're talking specifically about finances, the principles here can be applied to all the aspects of your life, which is pretty powerful. Right. So, again, what I'm saying is I hope to give people a taste of the fact that they can do this themselves and they get the book for free and then they, uh, they move to the workbook, which uh, will guide them step by step. And, and we're putting together, um, we're going to try to put together some mastermind groups through uh, Zoom meetings and uh, you know, we'll just see where it goes. And, and, and I think that's really the secret sauce, right? We're not, we're, we're not ready to roll out the, uh, or, or the, the workbook yet, but I think that's really the secret sauce because that's where, you know, the book is an overview of, of your principles and your processes, but in the workbook, you kind of 
capture everything that you, you know, everything you've done with me, uh, coaching, mentoring over the years, everything you do with all of your clients, you, you kind of, okay, here's the theory. Now the workbook, let's actually put this into practice for you. And I think that's really powerful um, right. because you're, you're, you're now showing people how to implement the things right. that they now know. So that's pretty cool. All right. right. Um, go ahead. Did you want to put any final thoughts together? Are we running out of time? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Zoom's starting to bark at me. Okay. Okay. No, I'm done. I appreciate you letting me uh, uh, talk about it. Uh, it is my passion, if you couldn't tell. And, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, let's just hope people uh, gravitate to it. I, I know that when I put that out there, they will find it. They will come to it. And um, It's the law of attraction. Yeah. That's right. All right. Where can people go one more time? Give us the address again. Where can they go pre-register for this book? I have to keep reading it because they get it all screwed up. Uh, Whythericharerich.com. Whythericharerich.com. I'll put a link uh, in the video and I'll put a link in the, in the audio, uh, in the podcast notes too. All right, Ray, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it, guys. Steve, uh, it's my pleasure. You have no idea the privilege you have of listening to this man. I get to hear with I get to talk with him uh, on a regular basis, and every minute I get to spend with him is a blessing. And I hope you guys have really enjoyed some of the information he shared with you tonight. If you get a chance, go take a look. WhyTheRichAreRich.com. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty powerful book for people who actually take advantage of it and put it to fruition. That's it for me tonight, guys. I appreciate all the time. Thanks a lot again. Uh, if you have any questions, if you have any comments. Uh, go to my website, steve-bailey.com, click contact me, send me a message. Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, let me know if you have any questions. Love to answer them. Tomorrow night, I'm going to have a, another very special guest. Not going to tell you who, but I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.